Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where you get to hear the pastors talk about upcoming preaching texts. It is a joy to be with all of you today again, and I am Pastor Eric, and today I am here with... Pastor Megan! Pastor Kevin with allergies! Oh, no! <laughs> well, you know. Welcome back to Minnesota, Tis the season. Yeah. I'm going to try not to cough into the mic. <laughs> we appreciate that. I'm just going to back up. Hi, good morning. Hey. Well, hello everyone, and uh, we are wrapping up our series today on the book of Romans that we have been working on for several weeks. Mm. We will be hearing from Romans 8 today. Uh, lots of very encouraging messages for us in this part of the chapter. Uh, so, what have we been... Uh, what? Where have we been? Where have we gone? What, what are we doing? <laughs> what are that's a fair question. Um, well, what things have we learned? We've learned things like Pastor Megan mutters under her breath at Paul an awful lot. Um, we've learned things like um, that this is a really core text, especially for a lot of Protestant traditions, especially when right. we talk about uh, what grace does the the gift of faith. Um, what it means to truly be loved and claimed by God. Um, there's some rich stuff here. Yes, that's right. Thank you for lifting all of up. all of Romans. And I just want to point out too, like we're stopping in Romans eight, but there's a whole extra like eight chapters yes. left in this book. So keep reading, friends. We're if you like what you found, we're ending on a high note. We are. <laughs> and I think we wanted to be able to just give some of the the main stories a bit for us or just give us a window into some of these kind of key pieces because we're always wanting you to have language to talk about your faith. Yeah. yeah. Always wanting you to have words, ideas, thoughts, because life happens. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Life has been happening all around us. We mm -hmm. got gutters at our house today. Hey. hey oh. But, I mean, when life happens, we always want to lean on our faith. We want yeah. to be able to say that our faith is a resource for us in that. Absolutely. And um, today is kind of an interesting text to end with because it's uh, – I, I was going to say what a coincidence, but it's almost like someone planned it, that uh, this is a, a really key hallmark text from – Romans 8. And I mean Hallmark like like big deal Hallmark Hall, not Hallmark right. like you're going to find it in a greeting card. You may or may not, I don't <laughs> <Right>. know. Uh, <laughs> Day spring. Yeah, right. There well, you go. There, their imprint. There it is. Um but no, this is this is a this is a text that I think is going to be familiar to a lot of people. Some parts of it will be at least and it lines up nicely with this date on the church calendar. Friends, we have many competing calendars in our lives. School calendar, soccer calendar, work <laughs> calendar, uh, the month-to-month -month calendar, the liturgical calendar, and that is the church year and its cycle. And this coming Sunday is Pentecost! Yay! Pentecost. Um, it is where we celebrate uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit to God's people, and so it's a good day to talk about what the Holy Spirit is and what it does in our lives. And boy, oh boy, Lucky us. Paul talks about it in this passage from Romans 8. Yes. Um, spe speaking of, mm. we, I think we also were going to mention um, the change in schedule. Oh. So practically speaking, speaking, we're talking calendar. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, talking of calendars. That was a great segue. Thank Transitions. You. I am, I'm glad so. it sounded like it didn't you feel like it. <laughs> Yes. This guy right here. <laughs> um, yes. In fact, folks, it is a good time, speaking of calendars, to pull your calendar 
out uh, because our worship calendar is changing as well. We're going to do something a little different for the summer months. Um, and it is as follows. At 9 a.m., we will have contemporary worship at the lake, and it will be outdoors as often as we can have it, um, starting this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, through Labor Day weekend. Uh, the wrinkle is that we will have to try and call worship a bit earlier, especially in June, especially if it's raining. Uh, in June, we're having some roof work done uh, in the great room, that's the gym at the lake, uh, which is where we would normally move indoors to. So there, if we have to move inside, especially in June, uh, we will have to move inside to the Hill Sanctuary, friends, so that will involve a little bit of advance warning. So we're going to try and call that by Friday. Uh, so don't get mad of, at us if we move you inside and it ends up not raining. Uh, we're doing our best. Oh, boy. Um, but 9 a.m., lake, contemporary, outdoors, unless it's raining. Uh, and then 10 a.m., we will be indoors for our traditional worship at the Hill. And we will hold that schedule through the summer. Uh, after this Wednesday here, this uh, this Wednesday right here, uh, before 24th. Memorial Day, the 24th. Thank you, Pastor Eric Sami. Double-checking my calendar yeah. to make sure I was giving you all the right date. That is going to be our last Wednesday evening worship. We've been having Wednesday evening worship at 545, but we're going to put that on hiatus. Uh, so the whole schedule will change coming up this this Memorial Day week. So um, no more Wednesday night service. Uh, 9 a.m. Lake, 10 a.m. Hill. I'm going to keep saying those numbers as much for you friends as for me. <laughs> I got to update my calendar too. I'm looking forward to it. It's a nice change of pace for the summer. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And I've been hearing a lot of uh, excitement about the outdoor worship. And so I'm excited to, to see that and be a part of it yeah. for the first time. Oh boy. Here, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but uh, we have, again, we have very encouraging message from Romans. Mm. And we're going to, because there's quite a bit here, we are going to just try something where we'll do do it in three parts today. So can, should we get started? Right, with let's verse do the reading. 14? Yeah, so we're in Romans chapter 8. We're going to start with verse 14. Um, ultimately, friends, we're going to read all the way through verse 28. But uh, just hang with us. We'll do it a little piece at a time. Let's start with verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. What is Paul talking about? What is Paul ever talking about, Pastor <laughs> Eric? <laughs> well, it's so Paul is, is, I think, kind of culminating what he's been doing for these past several chapters. He's been talking about things like uh, how does sin function amongst us now? What does it mean that Christ has been crucified for us? What, what does God's grace actually do with us? And so Paul's really kind of come into this peak of like um, – you're not just regular old people anymore. You are you are truly one with Christ as one who is fully a child of God now. Yes. Just as Christ has been crucified, so too has everything in you that needed to be crucified. It's also been it's been killed. It's been destroyed. Sin, uh, the power of the devil, um, all of that that um, sense of despair in you. That's that's done. You are. 
joint heirs with Christ as one who inherits the kingdom of God. The end of sermon. Amen. That was good. All right. We're done. We know that that is true for us when we are baptized. Amen. And um, Kevin, you had some interesting observations from the baptism class. Yes. We had a great baptism class. And this is always an invitation, whether you're an adult or a child, we welcome you to be baptized here at Easter. Um, we're actually seeing more adults who are interested in being baptized. For some reason along the road, that just wasn't a part of your journey, that's okay. Today is a great day to be baptized. Amen. And we'd love to talk with you about that. Uh, and it's so striking because people are asking great questions in the baptism class. Like, for example, there was a great uh, question from a mom that came up in the class that said, um, you know, how does the Holy Spirit actually show up in these baptisms, right? How does it actually, what does that actually, how does that actually work? And it's so striking to me. One is that this church says you can ask your questions. We're not going to stomp on people's questions, no matter what you have. God is big enough for your questions. You got, Amen. you got, mm-hmm. you know, there's a great Chris, Chris. Yeah, yeah, there's right? a great old Chris Rice song. I don't know if you remember this guy, but he had this song called Big Enough. Mm. And it was the whole lot, lyric was, God, if you're there, I hope that you can hear me. I hope you don't mind me asking the questions, but I figure you're big enough. And that's exactly what it was. So I just yeah. applaud anybody with courageous questions because lots of times you feel like, can I ask that question? Can I ask that question? I don't know if I can. But the answer is yes. And and the question was about the role of the Holy Spirit in baptism. And it's just so striking because Paul is constantly saying that the Spirit shows God's presence with us. Mm-hmm. So when there's a baptism, we believe that the Spirit is present there because God promised it to be and that um, it changes our life. We sense that in community. Like the last time the baptisms happened, uh, that we, you know, we've been having a number of them at both Lake and Hill. But it was so striking because my own daughter came to me afterwards and said, my favorite part of worship this last weekend was the baptisms. And I was like, why is that? It's like, because I got to see it. I could actually see it. <laughs> and maybe that's exactly what we're saying is that in a baptism, yes. we can actually see yes. the spirit at work. Because That is exactly, you Amen. said it, Pastor Kevin. So. That's exactly it. Yeah, so it's I objective. I, right. It really happened and you that's the promise is tied to that for that mm. reason. You can call on that that's, in your life. That happened. That promise, right? Like yeah. I think that's part of the joy of seeing a baptism is that you are also hearing a baptism. You are hearing those promises that are made yeah. to and for and with the yes. person being baptized. Because those are your promises too, friends. And that's what Paul's talking about in that first section is that the spirit uh, has given to you, promised to you, and it takes you from being a slave to sin and death to being adopted as a child of God. And receiving all that that, all that, that bears, yeah. right? All that, that gift of life and belonging and community and hope. And, hey, that's a good way yes. to, to pivot now. Let's Absolutely. move into verse 18. This is going to be a longer one, friends, so hang with me. We're going to read verses 18. My favorite part today. Oh. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh. Let's get, so ready. Let's get ready to, to hear Pastor Eric grin as loud as he can, <laughs> starting with verse 18. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. 
We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. I find that so encouraging. I'm not patient. Uh, no. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's part of the uh, reminder, right, is that I don't think by nature humans are patient. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that reminder that we're so we're so eager to skip to the end. We're so eager to skip to the good stuff um, that sometimes the good stuff that we get at the end isn't actually the good stuff. You know, to, mm-hmm. be willing to be willing to mm-hmm. wait, be willing to keep hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tell me about what, what, what's your what's your thing here, Pastor well, Eric. I want to know yeah, what it is about well, this section that is your jam, man. Well, I guess I'm, as as you're asking, and I'm th- as I was as you're reading, I was thinking, and and it's a lot of the interactions, as for example, the care pastor and mm. visiting people who are um, mourning the death of loved ones, people who are going into surgery or who have a cancer diagnosis. It's just so apparent when if. You could put it this way, folks. Are have you ever suffered? <laughs> Do Ooh. you? Are you suffering? Mm. Um, this gospel is for you that you have been uh, saved. You have victory over these things. Mm. We will face suffering, and that's the whole. I guess for me, it's just that this is why Christ came, mm. and this is what we have victory over. We will experience suffering in this life. We will have broken relationships, and we will face death, even our own. You know, and I was listening to some podcasters talking about just the decay of creation. Everything, uh. you know, is slowing down and everything comes to an end. Um, but that's what Paul's speaking to here is that's our experience on this side of life. But we have victory over these things. And so even in the midst of suffering, we're going we're gonna to hear one of my favorite verses at the end here about uh, that all things work for good. Yeah. So you're going to have suffering. But that's... God has sent his son to speak to that into your life. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. to me, it's just so encouraging. That Mm -hmm. is all, that is all Mm -hmm. gospel. (laughs) You said, are you suffering? And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Have you suffered? Yes. (laughs) And if if you haven't, God bless you. But most most people find life to be full of difficulties Mm -hmm. and pain. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've said so many times, being a Christian doesn't save you from mm-hmm. suffering. Right. It speaks to your suffering. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's probably why I'm in this church and not in another one mm-hmm. is because yeah. it's a little bit more honest about that mm-hmm. stuff. Like I don't have to pretend. Yes. Yeah. And or feel like, well, I have yes. to be happy today. It's like, no, actually, our tradition gives us a lot of permission yes. to say this is not great. Yeah, <laughs> this hurts it, and is hard. Yes, yes. exactly. It's called th- the theology of the cross. Oh, right? you went there. All <laughs> things for us as Christians, as Lutheran Christians, begins at the foot of the cross. Right. And mm-hmm. With Christ on the cross, with with suffering, yes. and with humiliation, and with this recognition that God goes even there, especially yep. exactly. there. That that's how far God descended to save us. Yeah, He yeah. entered into your suffering, and as Christ was raised from the dead, you too have a new life. 
and it's it, to Pastor Kevin's point earlier here, talking about you know finding those words to give voice to your faith, to express what your faith is. I think in those times of suffering and pain are when you need that that language the most. Like mm-hmm. if we practice it when things are going okay, mm-hmm. when things feel pretty good, then we have something to lean on when things are, are hard and painful. Because I think those are the times we need those reminders the most. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes we can't even hold to faith on our own in those moments. We need to be reminded that yes. there is a community holding us up and, and encouraging yeah. us hmm. uh, when we can't remind ourselves uh, of that as, truth. As you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, when things are going really well in mm. our lives, you're like, I think I can do this. Yes! <laughs> I got this. Yeah. That's when things are going, when everything's falling apart, that you can be assured that's when God is closest mm-hmm. to you, when the promises are most real for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you even if you can't feel it. And to that point, hey, let's hit these last okay. verses. Verses 26 through 28. If you're having trouble finding words, boy, oh boy, do I have some good news for you. Likewise. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to God's purpose. Amen. And look, um, I will be cautious about throw pillow theology, like that line that says, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. You know, something we can easily pull out of context and stitch on a pillow and be like, look, it's all going to be okay. People do. And people do all the time. And like, I'm sure you in your time of suffering, friend, have had someone say to you, well, you know, all things work for good for those who love God, as if to say the hard thing you're going through right now isn't really hard because God's God's doing something great. No, the hard thing really is hard right now. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that even in those hard times, God continues to work and that the Spirit continues to listen and that there is still a promised hope and grace and love, even and especially in those crappiest moments. So it doesn't have to be like, this bad thing is going to cause something good. No, bad things just happen. Right. And God continues to work. Yes. Yes. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm still back at. I, I think we should do a series on throw pillow theology. Oh can, can we take a vote on yeah, this? Like, <laughs> I, I, you come across it so, and you stumble upon it like yeah. by accident. You're reading a passage, and it's meaty, and it's tough, and it's mm-hmm. challenging. And then there's just boop, this little one sunshiny mm-hmm. line, and you're like, wait a minute, that's <laughs> the context for this. That is what this verse is about. Mm-hmm. Oh man, because we're we're really good about taking verses out of context in a way that that suits our purposes and that's human i'm not mad at you Mm -hmm. um i do it all the time too we all have our favorite verses um and the context does matter and it does matter in this context that paul is saying life is hard you will suffer and you will not suffer alone you will not suffer in vain and there is no suffering that you go into that god doesn't go into as well that god hasn't already walked that path Right. And I think it's the long view as well Mm, here that mm -hmm. this is, you know, about the end of things that in the end you have victory. So this is an eschatological statement. Mm -hmm. That's the word I couldn't think of. But I was, yeah. Eschatology. Yes. 
that's, that's basic, the word. That's just that's the study of the end of things. Thank you for basically. being so smart. <laughs> I'm the best. I know. I'm also super humble. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. Yeah. A yeah, long view. I like that. It's the exclamation point of all that we've been talking about this morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as I was thinking, too, as you were wrapping on all of that, too, mm. the, uh, the thing that struck me, too, is that even as pastors, we don't we run out of words to pray. There have been times in my life when I do not know what to pray mm-hmm. because yeah. of the situation, mm-hmm. not even related to the church. Maybe it's my own life, whatever. Yep. But if you look at 26 and 27, the spirit intercedes. And I think this is goes back to Pastor Eric and Master Megan have been talking about too, is that what how do we say it? God is the subject of the verbs. Yes. yes. Exactly. The spirit intercedes, which is a fancy way of saying praying for us mm-hmm. or you know, mm-hmm. getting in the way of whatever it Ooh, is. Yeah. Right? Yep. There's but the spirit is interceding, mm-hmm. not us. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of that's good news for me today. I find that comforting too. Yeah. Uh, and that is also a verse that comes to mind a lot when we don't have the words or, you know, um, or even just knowing that the spirit is praying for you all mm-hmm. day, every day. Even mm-hmm. when you're not praying, you are being held in prayer by yeah. the spirit. It's a promise we're hearing from God's word here today. And that's and that's the celebration of Pentecost, right? Like that's the, the right. liturgical day that we're going into is this reminder that the, the spirit is indeed here. It is indeed present. Uh, it has been given fully to the church so that we can continue to trust not only in God's abiding presence with us, but also the fact that um, we're going to run out of words. We're going to mess it up. We're going to say it wrong. And God says, that's OK. Like, I'm here. I've got you. Keep keep going. Keep moving. Great conclusion. Whoa. Great transition to our next podcast. Let's, let's hold on there for today. Mm. Yeah. And uh, just let me remind you again, this is the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone.